Matisov for the Devils plays it cross ice into the far corner. Matteau swoops in to intercept. Matteau behind the net. Swings it in front. He scores! Matteau! 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 Stefan Matteau! And the Rangers have one more hill to climb, baby! Canis. Here we go. Thomas Sarek has been begging to go with Lucic. Lucic under. Cracks him with the right. Lucic gets it in the air. Turtles. Thomas Sarek down. And Lucic taunts the Montreal bench. And welcome back to your favorite hockey podcast, The Morning Skate. I'm here with Ryan and Dan. Dan just cracked an 8.5% uh, IPA. How's that tasting, buddy? What, what's it called? It's, uh, it's called the, the Brew Free or Die IPA. It's pretty amazing. It has all the presidents on it. Uh, Lee, Lee, how are you doing, bud? Uh, it's tough right now. There's some animosity between Dan and Jimmy for those who can't see it right now. <laughs> Rumor has it that uh, our GM leader, fearless veteran Jimmy, called Dan last night and told him he was on the trade block. Jimmy has no recollection of that. Uh, it's going to be tough for Dan to fight through that. I mean, knowing that your general manager is looking to ship you out of town, and then you got to go and talk to him for 30 minutes on Google Hangouts. So I'm pulling for you, Dan. Like, literally none of that happened. Dan is just being, like, like a drama queen right now and just stirring up shit. So, whatever. That's neither here nor there. But uh, we got a busy week for you. Eklund actually tweeted something about it last night, so. What? Eklund tweeted it. E5. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Um, We got we got a busy podcast for you this week. We, we finally got uh, a special guest, professional athlete, Ashley Johnson. Her interview will be in a bit. And a uh, little bit of a Thanksgiving-type uh, podcast, too, so. Uh, first things first, let's get into some NHL in the news. We got a lot to talk about this week in NHL in the news. Uh, Ryan did some digging and he came up with a bunch of kind of funny things to go over. Uh, we're going to talk about a junior team that has a bit of a pop problem. We're going to talk about the CBA uh, every asshole beer league defenseman kind of happened in uh, the NHL last week, and Butcher Ross is he's back and he's better than ever. So uh, first things first, there's a junior A team. What what league is that in, Dan? It's the GMHL. I don't really know what it stands for, but all I know is that if you're if you aged out of any junior league, there's still hope for you. It's the GMHL. It's an overager league, and you can be like 22 and. Pretty much just live the dream and smoke sixty five thousand yeah. dollars worth of weed. Yeah, the uh, uh, that yeah. junior A team up there, Orangeville, uh, got busted with sixty five thousand dollars worth of weed. 
Uh, their coach or GM were both like 29, 27 years old. So they, they got pretty fucked. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of weed, right? $65,000 worth of weed. And, and another thing, the people that are playing on, on that team, do you think it was just all their money of like their dues that just went towards the pot or what? That's junior hockey. That's uh, this is the only the issue. It's the coaches who who made like this has been going on since the beginning of time in, in junior junior hockey. So uh, it's kind of just on the coaches for getting caught. But I mean, most likely that was the the, the players' dues and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, just from 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 my own experience, the CD Slacks they had like. At least four or five drug dealers on on the A and B team. So this is, this is <laughs> Ryan. Ryan, what do you got for this? How many bubblers do you think they had? Oh, uh, so many bubblers. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if I was the owner of a four and eighteen team in the GMHL, I think I'd probably smoke a little bit of weed too. Uh, take the edge off. I mean, fuck, rough year for the ice ice crushers all the way around. Uh, don't know how many good recruits they're going to get next year, but. You gotta think maybe you know you sell a pound of weed for the owners, you get a nice billet, mom. You're not pushing weight for them, then you're probably fucking out. So another thing to look out for is if you scout out their roster. A lot of Europeans, couple from Russia, Poland, I mean Ukraine. I mean I don't want to get the feds involved, but this could probably be a little more international than we think. Couple drug mules fucking crossing enemy lines. I can see that, and, and you know what, we can kind of turn into a positive too, because if you're playing in that league, your hockey career is over, it's more or less just to be able to tell people, yeah, I still play hockey, I'm still in junior, and if you're that old and that's the only ambition that you have, I mean, why wouldn't you go to a team that has $65,000 worth of pot? And on top of that, they may have a bad record, but they're definitely the badasses of the league now, right? Like, without a doubt. I mean, damn. I'd also say, you know, maybe their hockey, that's kind of what, maybe that's what their coach's main focus was that, yeah, you come to our team, your hockey career is over, but at least you get some, you know, valuable experience of becoming a drug dealer. That's always a nice path, uh, like, you know, nice route to go in, in your life if you have not, not much going for you. So, coach is just trying to light a fire, dude. Yeah, a little career change. Um, yeah. Well, that let's talk a little bit of pot. Um, next, a little bit of pot. Sixty-five thousand dollars, a little bit of pot. All right. Uh, next subject: uh, the NHL apparently is using the Olympic as a bargaining chip against players. They say if the NHL players don't go, they'll extend the CBA by three years. Uh, I'm gonna give it to Ryan. He's kind of like our uh, legal correspondent. Uh, Lee, what what do you got with the uh, CBA? Make sure you use some big terms too to make it sound legit. I don't have much on the CBA. I think I told you everything in my Wikipedia clip notes version that I know to you. You pretty much summed it up. So CBA is going to be up soon. Uh, everyone who watches hockey knows that fucking owners league and the players union can never fucking get along. And then we deal with all these bullshit strikes every like seven years. So basically Gary Bettman just throwing it in their faces, being like, hey, don't go to the next Olympics, and we'll extend the current CBA by three years. Uh, that's such a cocksucker move. Like, I don't know. I, I can't stand that. Uh, he's basically giving them two options. He knows how much the players love the fucking Olympics, too. So he basically threw their livelihoods, their contracts, and their pay, and their futures in their hands, saying, well, do you want to play for your country, or do you want to 
fucking have these nice things that we agreed upon in the last CBA. So that's fucking tough. It's like, yeah. like let the kids fucking have recess and dick around a little bit too. Um, Such a weasel move. It is. And you know what I really think it is too? Is this? It's all coming full circle with the World Cup of Hockey and how the NHL just thinks they can make more money off of that and the promotion of that, even though World Cup of Hockey can't fucking sniff the Olympics jockstrap. So I'm going to be so disappointed if the only international play we see is World Cup of Hockey. Well, I know. We got that sweet tournament that they have at the end of every year where, like, Jimmy Howard goes over and represents the United States when we lose to, like, Switzerland and shit. Those are always fun to watch. Yeah, and Abligator's the captain of our team. Yeah, pretty much. It all goes full circle. It's Life is just about Abligator. Dan, what do you, what do you got on this little uh, Gary Bettman just being a little dickhead? I mean, obviously, obviously Gary's a, he's a weasel. Um, but my thing is, you know, money aside, just if you have any sort of any sort of heart, or if you've ever ever watched hockey before, which Gary Bettman probably should have, the Olympics are one of the greatest things ever. And if you take that away from the players and the fans, which is the most important thing, um, that's a pretty um, not a brutal thing to do. I guess you could a nice way of putting it. Um, I don't know. I just I just don't think like obviously 1980 was the last time USA won a, a gold medal, which Obviously, we still well, at least, like pretend like that was the great. It was the greatest thing ever, but we should probably try to win a gold medal with some like real with our real players. So we should. Just, I don't know. I think the Olympics should be obviously the best players for each country. If they're not going to let that happen, then the Olympics are just going to turn into a stupid uh, World Cup of Hockey or World Championships, whatever the fuck they're called. It's just going to be a joke. I uh, I mean yeah, I definitely agree and. I mean, let's say that this happens and the players agree agree to it, right? So they can't go to the Olympics. I mean, Russia's gonna win, like without a doubt, right? Like every year, because they're gonna have all their KHL guys. Like it's gonna be KHL, yeah, or, it's gonna be KHL players against like nineteen, twenty year old college kids, and that's weird. Kev. This sounds like the plot of a movie. I know, dude. I'm trying to stir it up. Stay woke, dude. I don't. I don't know. I don't even think Russia would like. Are there? I just wouldn't watch. Stupid. I don't know. I, I just. I don't want to watch a kid younger than me, like a team kids younger than me, win gold medals, and I'm just gonna be more miserable in my life. I'm with Dan on that one. I don't need to see college kids playing in the Olympics. I like watching our pros get their asses kicked. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You can um, lose with pride. Yeah, just lose with pride. Um. All right, next, uh, the other night, the Rangers were playing the Columbus Blue Jackets. Nick Holden had the puck at the point, and Matt Calvert went out to block it. I mean, he's at the blue line. Calvert's just around the blue line, and Holden just drills him in the face with a slap shot. Uh, This is, if you go to, like, open adult hockeys or open stick or any leagues that you play with people you're not too familiar with, this is like an open hockey move. This is exactly what it is. When I when I go play adult hockey, if somebody has a puck at the point, I literally just skate to the boards because I don't even want to be around anything like that. Um, it, it kind of crazy. And then Calvert goes out and he scores a shorty and he ends up winning the game for Columbus. But uh, what do you what do you guys got on this? I, I can't believe he was like so far away. That puck would have probably went over the fucking netting if it got through. I, I don't know. What do you what do you got, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, as a defenseman, beer league defenseman. When you get the puck back at the point and there's like some guys in front of the net and stuff, 
and you kind of have all the time in the world and you're probably too drunk to move around, like your first thought in your head is like, how big are my balls tonight? Like, am I an asshole? Or like, am I just going to pass the puck off? And apparently Nick Holden is in the mood where he's just like, fuck it, I'm just going to let it fly and fucking be that guy that everyone yells at. Uh, I fucking hate that too. If you're on the opposing team in beer league and anybody takes a slap shot or, or the even worse move of the fake slap shot to get room. I mean, that's fucking gutless. If you're going to do a fake slap shot to step around me, then fucking have all the goals you want. Cause I don't respect you as a human being. Cause that's playing with my emotions. Not, not with my brain. Playing um, with your heartstrings. <laughs> the other, the other take I want to put on this too, is like watching Nick Holden, or not Nick Holden, fucking uh, Calvert come back and score. That's not surprising to me. I mean, the dude's all doped up with probably painkillers and morphine and stuff. If we're talking beer league hockey once again, the more tall boys I have in me, I feel like the better my fucking scoring, you know, my scoring hand gets. So, I mean, goddamn, the dude is probably feeling great. He just got stitches. It's not like he broke anything. It's just a couple stitches and some fucking drugs. Sending him back out there. He's got the maxi pad taped onto his forehead and he let it rip. So that's what it's all about. Such a hockey move, Dan. Do you got anything on this? Uh, I just two names come to mind when, when I hear about getting hit in the face with a puck. It's Drew Williams and it's uh, Will Thorpe, and just uh, yeah, it's just the the idiots in men's league who you know this is their night of night of the week. It's their Wednesday night rivalry every Friday or Sunday night, and uh, they got a new twig and they're just trying to showcase their. Uh, or slapper that they've been practicing in the garage all week after work, boozing, getting shit faced by themselves so they hate their jobs. So uh, you know, I respect I respect slap shots in, in men's league, but uh, at the same time, you're some sort of psychopath if you've ever taken a slap shot in uh, in a men's league game. I can't remember the last time I let alone took a slap shot or gotten from one in men's league or in real hockey. So it's de- it's I definitely. Really I just think I watched the play as I looked at Nick. I saw it happen. I didn't know who it was, and I saw Nick Holden had his fucking tail between his legs. I was like, "Of course it was you, you fucking It's one. It's uh, one of those things where, like, if some if you're playing a team in men's league and like somebody takes a slap shot at the point, everybody on the bench is like, "You're a fucking idiot. Why are you doing that shit?" But then if yeah. somebody on your team goes down the ice and takes a slap shot, you're hilarious. like, "That's fucking hilarious." <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Hilarious. Like, it's 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 so back and forth. It's it's kind of a balance thing. Um. But okay. So yeah. A little Nick Holden talking. Then lastly, uh, Butcher Gross is back. This guy's a fucking retard. I'm so sick and tired of him trying to be like Mr. Hockey. Uh, I if I saw him, I'd probably spit in his face. Like if I didn't get arrested, I would just do it and then be like college hockey dude, ugly wrist curls. But uh, apparently this week, uh, he came out with a stat saying that goals are down one. Uh, a stat came out saying that goals are down uh, a tenth from last year. And Butch Cross goes on a rant. Net's too small. Everyone's too fast. We should do some four on three power plays. Like, just trying to change the entire game because scoring's down literally a tenth of a point. Uh, hey, Butch Cross, go fuck yourself. Uh, Ryan and Dan, what do you guys got? I hate this fucking guy. Well, it's just, uh, it's just a classic comment from someone who's, I don't know, has ever owned a pair of skates. I, I, there's not much to say about Butch Cross. It's, I, I respect him, I do, just because he likes hockey, and that's pretty cool that someone from Sports <laughs> Center actually likes hockey. But at the same time, it's just like, I tone it down a bit, but, you know, like, I don't know. I don't have much to say. I, I respect the fact that he, he appreciates hockey and likes to talk about it, but he's so fucking annoying. 
Lee, what do you got? Yeah, it's a sweet stat that he put up. Uh, yeah, I just think, I don't know if people, like, read what he writes. I've been, like, reading his articles for a while before he became a fucking hardo, but for, like, five years now, he's been on this crusade that there needs to be more goals, and hockey's only fun if there's goals, and goals, goals, goals. So I, I found it funny that he picked a fucking tweet that had a stat saying one fucking tenth lower than last year, like... Not like it's dropped consistently. You made it sound like it's fucking falling off the face of the earth. Um, I don't. I just don't get it. I don't. I'm not a hockey purist or like an old time hockey guy. I mean, I kind of am, but I'm not. I I like the speed of the game now. The speed of the game now is great. I honestly don't remember this year. I've pretty much been like enthralled and enjoyed every single game I've watched. Yeah, like, this year's been pretty good. Like what I don't get from, like, people like Gucci point of view is if there's so much speed, like, and there's all these chances happening this year, then who fucking cares if the puck goes in the net? Like, there's excitement in fucking big saves or missed opportunities. They fucking put you on the edge of your, like, seat. Like, when you're at a game and it's 2-2 or, like, 1-2 and they're going back and forth and trading chances but not bearing, like, who cares? That's fucking exciting. The puck doesn't need to go in the net for the, there to be 20 highlights in one game. So I am so sick of, like, make the nets bigger and, like, make the goalies' pads smaller. Like, this is the game of hockey. Like, it's super exciting. It doesn't need to go in the net for it to be a fucking goal and for our league to get bigger. And, like, if you don't think that way, then fuck off. No, I, I, I hate them. I, I just – I hate everything that he stands for. I, he's such a tryhard, and he – Desperately wants to be, like, accepted in the hockey community. And then you have, like, little idiots, little, like, 12-year-olds that think he's hilarious and just... Eight years from now, you're going to hate the fucking guy, I promise you. But um, So that was a little bit of NHL in the news. Next segment we're going to go on to is Block Shots with uh, Spike Joey 69 Hey, guys, what's up? I'm Kevin Weeks. But you got to back up. I got to deceive Too you. close, too close. Hold on, I'm going to put my mask on because I didn't sign a waiver, so... Again, that was Kevin Weeks. Uh, kind of getting us involved with the Spike Joey 69. Last week, we didn't think that there was any chance Anson Carter was going to block us. We thought Anson Carter had thick skin. Again, I called him a black dildo at one point in my life, and he still hasn't blocked my personal Twitter account. Uh, sh- probably the sh- most shocking thing of the century, we-, we tweet at him one time, and the guy blocks us. And it wasn't even bad. It was at Anson Carter LA, hey, Anson Carter, you're terrible at life. And that was it. That's all it took for him to get super sensitive and get cut off. Can you guys believe that? Like, literally one tweet. Blows my fucking mind. I, I don't really know what to do with Spike Joey right now because, I mean, we're really not saying anything that mean. But apparently, he just he's, I think he's building a reputation in the hockey community. He probably is, dude. If you sniff anybody's inbox, I mean, you're fucking out. So we don't even really say anything mean anymore. I guess I don't even know. I'm kind of lost. I'm feeling for Spike. I... Hopefully, Buchagross oh, just gave something away. He uh, gives us a little more of a challenge. What What do you got, Dan? It's like Joey's just on a roll right now. He's on a freaking tear. The little boy from Thunder Bay is just uh, he's just the biggest pest on Twitter right now. The biggest uh, keyboard warrior. So he's uh, he's are we what four for four for four, five for five right now? <laughs> yeah. Slider, let me uh we got, so far so far we got Adam Herman Adam Herman 
we got Adam Herman, Kevin Weeks, Liam McHugh, and Anson Carter so far. So we're four for four currently. It's like it's like Conor McGregor just fucking taking <laughs> out everyone in the you know the lightweight or featherweight division. We're on a roll. Spike Joey's just uh, walking around with a little bit of extra swagger in his step. Yeah, uh, chip on your shoulder. Yeah. So Ryan, Ryan, kind of uh, he he already told you this week we're going after John Butcher Ross. I'm sick and tired about what he what he what he says, what he like believes in, and what he lives for. But I would I kind of want to not just like say some really aggressive shit to him. I just want to like prove to him that he doesn't know anything about hockey, if that makes sense. So we should like get into like knowledgeable arguments with him on Twitter about uh, like hockey or anything along those lines. And then if he pisses me off, I'll call him like a cocksucker or something, and then that'll be that. But so again, if you want, go on Twitter, follow at SpikeJoey69. This is what we do every week. We pick somebody in the hockey community and we come for him. And this week, John Butchergross has a target on his back. So that will be SpikeJoey69. Next up, uh, we got our first uh, two minutes well worth it with a professional athlete. Ashley Johnson was nice enough to come in and talk to me and uh, Lee. Dan was unable to make it, but it it was pretty good. Uh, I think we, we kind of went over and we kind of gave ourselves like a 7 out of 10. Uh, definitely room for improvement, but yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy this. So this is uh, two minutes well worth it with Ashley Johnson. Two minutes well worth it. All right, guys, welcome to our special guest segment. Uh, this is our first professional athlete that we've had on, uh, Ashley Johnson. She is the captain of the New York Riveters in the NWHL. I think I got that right. Yep, I got that right. Okay, I'm here with Lee Dan. Uh, claims that he's at work, but honestly, I think he got too nervous and he just didn't show up. Uh, that tends to happen. He's, he can be a scared pup. But, Ashley, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Uh, you know, we're, we're hanging in there. Lee, how are you doing? You you, you, you all right, buddy? Doing great. I'm a little nervous right now. I'm shaking in my boots. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I am too. I'm a little nervous as well. But, uh, all right, so uh, probably the best way is just to get right into it. So, Ashley, we've done our, our research. Uh, we just kind of want to talk about like your hockey career, and then we'll get into the Riveters, and then we'll we'll do some fun questions. So first off, like when did you start playing hockey? Uh, we saw that you played on a high school team with boys. Wanted to know the competitive nature with that. Uh, we know that you went to Union College and eventually went to the Riveters. So just kind of give us a little bit of background about what's going on there. Yeah, for sure. So um, so actually, so I grew up in Canada, where everybody plays hockey. Um, so you're basically born with skates on. Um, so. I originally played a sport called Riette. Um, so I started that in uh, grade one, played it for about three years. What what sport is that? Ringette. I've it's never... Like, uh, it's on ice. It's like with the shaft of a stick, and instead of a puck, you have a ring. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, and like you have to pass <laughs> the ring over all the blue lines and everything. There's like all these crazy rules, so okay. it's... Uh, it was interesting, but yeah, then I made a transition to hockey, um, and then I uh, just played locally in high school. I played uh, for a boy, for my boys team for a year. I'm gonna call uh, a quick timeout, Ryan. What did our research show that, about the high school that you went to? Is it true or false that Ryan Gosling and Jim Carrey went to school in Burlington, Ontario? That is true. Boom. Wikipedia did that for us. That's research yeah. 101. Okay, you can continue now. We'll, we'll get we'll get on to those guys later. Um. So yes, yeah, so I played hockey there. I played. Uh, I actually played forward growing up until uh, my senior year of high school. Um. Then 
I switched to defense, and then I went to Union College, and then I'm here now playing with the Rivers. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, was the transition between like guys hockey and girls hockey was there like a huge like difference when it came to that, or was it like pretty easy to kind of figure that out? Yeah, no, I always played like both at the same time. Okay. Um, so it, like the only big thing was like just obviously not lowering your shoulder in girls hockey. Yeah. Uh, but girls hockey in Canada is definitely like a lot more aggressive, so they let a lot go. Just most of the girls are playing both. Okay. And then <clears throat> with Union College, how did like Union out of all places like show up? Like Schenectady, New York, isn't like the best place in the entire world. So like, how did how did you pick Union? Um, so it was actually, it was funny. So I was, uh, so I was taking official visits and kind of like the two schools I had narrowed down was, uh, Union and Princeton. Um, like during the recruiting process, you basically have like every single random school that you've never heard of in your life, sending you pamphlets and brochures and everything and coming watching your game and being like, Oh, our school's the best. Um, so then, so I decided to take a recruiting trip to those two. Um, when I was at the airport in Toronto, they're like, "Oh, where are you going?" And I was like, "Skin, skin, skin." <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, "Really?" And I was like, "I don't know. Like, you tell me how to say that." Yeah, it's a little confusing. Um, yeah, it's like randomest place ever. But uh, the coach really sold me, kind of like on the program and on, uh, you know, developing a team. Um, that really just kind of like how you're going to have an opportunity right away um, and a lot of like individual development so everything that she sold me on um, really happened too so it was uh, that was really nice and you know being able to go to a good school and also play hockey because at that time there was no NWHL mm-hmm. uh, was a pretty big priority okay and when you were there like was RPI like your biggest rival because I know with the men's teams like RPI Union is like the go-to bloodbath kind of thing was it the same thing with women's or Oh, 100%. Did you guys have, like, the Time Warner Cup or whatever it's called? No, well, so we didn't have a cup, like, call, I think. We played, like, a three-game series against them. It was always uh, probably the worst, best three games of the year. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> How do you guys normally do? Do you have, like, RPI's uh, number, or is it usually kind of, like, back and forth? No, I think we lost every time. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> I'm sure, sure you demonstrated great effort out there, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, always, always something stupid that just makes no sense. But okay, so you start off in Canada, you worked your way to Schenectady, New York, played at Union. Now, once you graduated from Union, like, what was what was your plan? How did you get involved with the new league? Like, what happened there? Uh, so actually, so as soon as I graduated, uh, league still wasn't a thing. So I, um, I took a year off. I had uh, actually back surgery, um, so I like couldn't play hockey for six months, um, and then. Soon as like as I was coming like back out of it, I kind of heard the rumblings, and uh, my union coach like just basically said if it was something I wanted to do that she could hook me up with the right people. Um, so I decided to do it. Uh, went to a tryout; it was my first time skating on the ice since college. Oh, really? <laughs> and then, yeah. The, you <laughs> must have had some serious out. nerves with that. Uh, I mean, it was kind of like you know, we'll see what happens and. Just kind of take it from there. It was actually, if anything, it was good because I had zero expectation of myself. So you, you, you just showed up. You're, like, ho- hoping for the best. And then what happened? You just had a good tryout. And then from there, the New York or what? Yeah, I, I guess, like, the first one, like, went pretty good. And then I uh, went to a 
second one. Um, and that one went even better, just having like a couple more months to get on the ice and get back into hockey shape. And then, uh, yeah, they were just like, oh, the, like, the New York team would like to give you a contract. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. I like it. <laughs> that I mean, that's awesome. <clears throat> we did, I mean, a little bit of research looking at games and stuff. It looks like you guys play one time a week, right? Yeah, normally it's a one time a week. Do you guys do any practices or anything along those lines, or how? Do, like, how does the whole professional like league? How tell us all about it? Like, what's that like? Yeah, so we um so we practice twice a week, and then uh, there's optional ice um the other three days. Um, so it's basically like two days of mandatory practice and uh, workout sessions. Um, and then we do the one game a week, but the other days uh, for the like, because I'm not super, me and another girl aren't very close. Um, so we got to work out on our own, but, uh, there's optional ice for everyone else. Okay. Um, this year we're practicing at, at the New Jersey Devils practice ring. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, it's awesome. Like the facilities that we get are pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's nice. And they're like, definitely like, uh, really, really appreciative to have us, which is really, uh, really nice to have. It's a great setup that we got. That's, that's awesome. Now. <clears throat> with your games, like, do you guys get a decent amount of fans and stuff like that? Or, like, because I feel like the, it's kind of new, like, and it, it should be growing. I just, I don't really hear, like, enough about it, I don't think. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, especially in New York City, it's, like, the best-kept secret, um, which isn't exactly what you want, but whenever people come, they always love it. So we normally get um, about 2,000 people, so. No way. Um, That's pretty solid. Yeah. That's pretty good, like, 1,500 to 2,000, which is pretty, uh, awesome our last home game sold out which was awesome to see um especially like uh like being in the practice facility having a sold out crowd makes it just seem like there's so many more people um versus like being in a huge rank and having like 10 percent of it occupied yeah no yeah i completely understand that thousand percent um who are like the uh, who are like the Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkins of like the league? Like, are they like just absolute premier talent? I know Hillary Knight's in the league, and like she's an angel. So I, I was just kind of figuring out like who else, like who's like other big names besides her. I probably uh, so we have a real hard team, Amanda Castle, who's uh. We've done our probably, research. We have a question about her later. Don't you worry. Okay, she's uh she's probably one of the best players I've ever played with in my life, uh, female or male. She's uh absolutely amazing so she she's she just came back from a major injury so i think uh once she gets going that she's definitely gonna be arguably the best player in the league okay um, brianna decker is phenomenal she's really really good she's just so smart with the puck knows exactly what she's doing where she's going mm-hmm. before anybody else does so if you uh skip a beat she's gonna turn you inside out and make okay. you look silly uh, I'll go for it, Lee. I finally woke up. So Amanda Kessel, does she play like her brother at all? For somebody who hasn't seen her play, or is her game completely different? Would you say? Um, there's always like a joke, or like I think one of the things I heard like my coach say is like, "Well, Phil plays like her." Uh, <laughs> Shots fired. So uh, like we always, I think there's like a running joke around the league of like who's the best Kessel. <laughs> Uh, so, but no, they like they skate absolutely the same. They shoot the same. Uh, it's really, it's really funny to see. I... Oh no! <laughs> Is she still here? Hopefully. Technical difficulties. Play a song. <laughs> I don't have. Oh, she's back. Okay, we're good. I'm back. <laughs> All right. All right. We're good. <laughs> 
Google yeah. Hangouts 101. That was a little scary. Sorry, sorry, people who are listening to this. But, I'm ready uh, to lose me. No, yeah, we were rattled. We were really rattled. Ryan almost started crying. It was kind of embarrassing. I, I thought it was me. <laughs> okay. Me so Amanda Castle is a star. Um, we now when you went to the Riveters, were you named captain immediately? Uh, no, so we, uh, we were there for about two months, and then we had a team vote. Um, that's kind of how it worked out. So what what did you bribe the other players with to get to see anything? Or did you, like, bring them out to dinner or anything or anything like that? Or Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Captain of the Rivers, uh, you guys got a big weekend tilt with the uh, Connecticut Whale coming up. I did some research. They got uh, Haley Scarupa, Kelly Babstock, Nicole Connery. You want to talk shit to them while you're on here or no? Uh, no, no, no okay. uh, Almost got you there. You yeah. thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, how, how do you guys look lined up against them? You think Are you pretty confident it's going to be a good game of battle or what? Yeah, I think it'll be uh, really good. We played against them last time. We, uh, we didn't have a very good showing. Like, we didn't wake up until the third period. So, um... I think this time we kind of owe them a pretty good game. Okay, cool. Um, also with the I did a I was looking at the stands and stuff like that. It looks like the was it the Boston Pride? Is that what their name is? Yep. They look like they're just top notch, top caliber type team when it comes to their gold for goals against. Are they really that good, or or do they just have like a couple good games where it kind of looked that way? Because it's still early in the year. Uh no, they're they're definitely they're always going to be the team to beat. Uh, I think they have. I know Lundian's other team. Okay. So, that's a, it's a pretty pretty stacked roster, but um, it's also not, um, not it's like playing against like the Montreal Canadiens right now, but it's not an impossible team to beat. Um, where's the team and you can uh, beat anyone? Okay. So, uh, being Canadian, I know there's the CWHL now. Um, do you ever, like, want to go home and play, or are you a full-blown New Yorker now? Are you just... uh, no, I like, I like it here. Also, you know, the huge uh, pro of the league is the fact that you're getting a paycheck. The CWHL, you still don't get a paycheck, so okay. that's kind of the, you know, that right there is pretty nice. And it's also, it's very much like a grassroots thing. They're really trying to do it the right way, um, getting it set up from start to finish, so... Being a part of that is awesome. Uh, I think I'm stuck in New York for life. <laughs> <laughs> are they uh, are they planning on expanding your league at all? Because I know we got four teams right now. Do you do you see that end up getting a little bit bigger? Or do you think for right now that's kind of what they're gonna do until they figure out their next move? Yeah, I think for sure like, we'll finish out the year with the four teams, and then I know they want to expand. Um, but they're also what's nice about it is they're looking at the longevity of the league. Um, so they're not trying to rush anything too fast. They want to make sure they really nail the markets that they're in and then go out. Um, so so it'll definitely be in the future, which will be awesome. Okay. Uh, what can you tell me about Courtney Burke? I'm really good friends with her brother, and I knew that. I'm pretty sure she played at Wisconsin, correct? Yep. Now, how, how is she? Is she a good player? She's awesome. She's so good. She's so like she's such a solid defenseman, but so offensively talented. She probably has like one of the best hands on the team. Really? So yeah. So she'll just like be sitting there on a regroup and get the puck, and all of a sudden like toe drag through three people, and you're just like, 
how did that just happen? Yeah, right. Like that was easy. <laughs> like out of yeah. nowhere. <laughs> All right, uh, Lee. Do you got any more questions? Uh, yeah. How would you describe yourself as a player? Um. So I'm big and try to just play the big kid role. Um. You know, like it. You can be cocky if you want. If you want to say you're the best defenseman in the league, like, I'm completely okay with that. No, no, no. I, I, like, I would say, like, if we could fight, I'd probably be the best scrapper in the league. Ooh, all right. That, I mean, that's our bread and butter for this show. That's what we really appreciate. We have a Craig Adams ass-kicking of the week segment that we normally do because Craig Adams yeah. always gets his ass kicked, and we just we go around and we pick the best fight. So maybe if you drop the gloves at one point this year, could win that award. All right. So, <laughs> without trying to make you humble brag, what player in the NHL would you compare yourself to? What defenseman? Um, hmm. uh, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I like. Way to put her on the spot. Good plus minus. Ryan always bitches about like the uh, the Norse going to like European like wimp defenseman that can't play defense. He's been wanting Weber to get a Norris for, like, ever now. He talks about it pretty much every week. So you pick the right person to pick from. That's perfect. <laughs> All right, uh, Lee, do you want to kind of do the two minutes well worth it now? Or? Yeah, let's lay it on her. Okay, let me, uh, let me get my stopwatch thing ready. Again, this is two minutes. It's just rapid-fire type questions. Got to be real quick with your answers. So uh, how do I do this? Oh, clock. There you go, Jimbo. Uh, stopwatch. Are you ready, Lee? Who wants to ask first? You can go first. Okay. Ready, Ash? Yep. All right. Three, two, one, go. Okay. Amanda Castle, Phil Castle. Who eats more hot dogs? Phil Castle. Is Alina Orlando a ride or die chick? Yes. <laughs> we, we, we saw her stick up for you last year, and that, that video was just, like, out of control. Yeah. Uh, uh, fa- favorite hockey team? Montreal Canadiens. How'd you get the nickname Stretch? I used to be really short, and I grew a whole bunch in like two years. Okay, we we saw that you got proposed to at Union College. Did you, Justin Applicator just proposed to his wife at Center Ice? Do you think he stole your move? Uh, yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> Which smells worse, a girls' locker room or a boys' locker room? Boys. Is is the talk the same in a girls' locker room and a boys' locker room? Like, are they kind of like similar, or is it completely different? It's the same. It's oh okay all right all right. Uh, name your favorite thing about Schenectady, New York, other than Union. Uh, um, the knot at Union College. <laughs> I love it. If you all weren't playing right. hockey, what would you be doing? Um, probably med school. Ooh, doctor. Okay. Uh. Jim Carrey or Ryan Gosling? I brought that up earlier. Jim Carrey over Ryan Gosling? Hey, he's a funny dude. I never would have guessed that in a, a jillion years. Okay, um, you take hitting out of the game. Do you think your team could beat the Buffalo Sabres? Personally, I think you could. I think it would be close. Suck it, Buffalo. I love that. All right, keep going, Lee. Mich- Michelle Tarion, is he the worst coach in hockey that just has a really good goalie? Yes. Uh, bet best women's hockey player in history. Um, Cassie Campbell. 
USA, Canada. Are you still rooting for Canada, girls? Okay. Oh. And, and men's everything. Do you have Do you have dual citizenship? No, not hopefully soon. Okay. All right. All right. All right. And then that that was two minutes well worth it. That was pretty good. Does Amanda, does Amanda Kessel like hot dogs, though? Let's get back on that, because I know her brother, Phil, is huge into that. Um, I don't know. I'll make sure to ask her. No, def- please do. And then ask her if she if she's ever had a Stewart's Deli dog, because I personally think they're the best hot dogs in the world. So she definitely hasn't, because there's no Stewart's around where we are. So, so maybe, maybe this Sunday, if you're not feeling selfish, you can stop at Stewart's on the way to your game, just bring a couple deli dogs, and just let me know if she likes them or not. Oh my god, contact. That would be unbelievable. If we come to a game, can we bring some hot dogs and eat them with you guys? Yes. Yes. We, Ryan, we should totally do that. We need some apparel, though. Where can we buy apparel? Is there like an uh, online shop that we can do that at? Yeah, so it's uh, nwhl.zone. Okay. And it's, there's a link right there for all of it, so... All right, cool. I may have to get myself an Ashley Johnson t-shirt jersey or something along those lines. It's pretty cool. All right, awesome. Ryan, do you have anything else? No. How did we do? How did you rate us? Yeah, how did we do? I was nervous the whole time, so I let him talk. You caught fire, though, halfway through, Ryan. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, no, you guys were awesome. This was, like, one of the funner ones that I've done. (laughs) Yeah, we we try not to be, like, your typical, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, we kind of want to have fun with it. I I thought we had a good time, so. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um, Anytime that uh, you need me to need a guest come on i'd be more than happy to um absolutely i mean hopefully you guys make a big playoff push this year and if you're more than willing we'll definitely get you on later in the year and we'll talk about how your team's doing and stuff yeah perfect maybe a couple fights you know i'll talk about those oh please get in a fight please get in a fight and then do something like crazy afterwards like go up to a camera and be like that was for jimmy collins that would be ideal (laughs) okay cool all right ashley thank you again ryan anything else you good Oh, yeah, I got one more. I know we shouldn't be doing questions anymore, but you played uh, open adult hockey with Jimmy. How bad is he? Uh, he's really good. Yeah, oh. you heard it here first. Uh, I don't know anymore. I don't know about this. He's got some snipes there. Woo! <laughs> See, Ryan, Ryan knows me for strictly blocking shots and just riding pine. So that he's a little bewildered right now. I think he's more nervous after that answer than he was before we did this interview. Yeah, I don't know how to feel anymore. I'm ready for this to be over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was two minutes. Well worth it with uh, Ashley Johnson. It was the nice little interview with Ashley. We'd like to thank her again so much for being on. Uh, I never would have thought in my life that Amanda Kessel would know who me or Lee is or talk hot dogs. So we're definitely going to keep that updated. It's personal. Uh, personally, I'm pretty proud of myself there. So, uh, But next we're going to get into a little Dom Morris Heroes and Zeros. Dom, hit us with that segment. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. Hey, thanks, thanks, Dom, for that intro. Uh, so now we're doing a little bit of Dom, Dom Morris, Heroes and Zeros. Ryan's chewing on some pizza right now. I'm going to toss it over to him. Ryan, Heroes and Zeros this week, what do you got for us? Yeah, <clears throat> thanks for that intro. It's actually a strong bully, so... Uh, oh, sorry. Kind of cousin of the pizza, a little more fancy, a couple more uh, vegetables mixed in there. Trying to hit all the food branches. Um, <laughs> hero of the week is going to go to Claude Julian's goatee. Uh, I don't know if anybody's been tuning to the Bruins the last couple of weeks, but uh, for the first time pretty much under his regime as Bruins head boss, uh, he's grown it out. No dye either, just strictly gray. Um, he looks grizzled out there. He looks like he hasn't slept. 
Looks like he's been throwing back some some Molson dries in the uh, locker room, not going home to his wife, maybe sleeping in his car. It's a good look for him. I think the team's responding well. I mean, last night, last night they gave up, what, like 10 shots on goal in the whole game. So, I mean, they're going to be playing like that. I mean, he's got to keep this homeless look up. Uh, I just think it adds another element to his uh, illustrious career. So, Claude Julian, I uh, approve of your goatee. My zero of the week goes out to McDonald's. Uh, McDonald's was high and mighty on the Andrew Hammond uh, Hamburger. Hamburglar. Uh, that was the stupidest know, fucking thing ever in hockey, by the way. Yeah, I, what would you call that? Was it a phase? I have no I idea. Mean, it was, was so fucking like, dumb. That was like a solid three months of like Hambler, burglar, like supremacy. Kind of shows you what Ottawa really has to live for up there. That's true. Not and you much. know what's funny too is Ottawa <laughs> might have the worst fan base in the NHL. Sneaky that no one ever talks about. But uh, yeah, I mean, so when that came out after his like huge twenty-four games or whatever like that. Uh, McDonald's gave him McDonald's for life. So here we go. Andrew <laughs> Hammond. I mean, I guess McDonald's is a loser because they gave McDonald's to life to some AHL fringe NHL goalie. But Andrew Hammond, man, I'm going to turn this one around. You just had a uh, 450 goals against average and a 793 save percentage this year. You're going to be riding the bus in Binghamton. But fuck, you got free McDonald's for the whole team for the rest of the year. So you're going to be living large. So McDonald's, fuck you. Andrew Hammond, have a have a year, bud. Andrew Hammond's now like your quintessential locker room guy, right? Oh, no, sure. McGriddles at every morning seriously, practice. Seriously, dude. The guys are probably going to love that shit. I would. Oh, my God. If I had a best friend that would bring me McDonald's all the time and I could eat for free like constantly, sign me the fuck up. Um, I'm going to do my heroes and zeros. My hero, very weird. They went from being my zero last week to my hero this week. I'd never, ever thought the Junior Varsity Islanders could ever be a hero. But they came out with a pretty cool video the other day. Um, I guess there are a bunch of like blind kids that have never skated before. And they came into the rink, and John Tavares and Travis Hamannick and all those guys got him out on the ice, skated around with him. Uh, I thought that was kind of pretty stand-up. I thought I'd love seeing like weird shit like that. Like back when that little Liam kid with the Bruins gave everybody like dabs and shit. And, like, I don't know. I always think if I ever actually made it to the show, I would fucking love doing stuff like that with like kids and like... Because think about it, when you're a kid and, like, you go to a hockey game, if any, like, professional athlete says hi to you, it's, like, the best day of your life. And you're always going to remember that. So, uh, so the Islanders are going to be my hero for... You're a uh, big teddy bear, dude. What? Big teddy bear. I am a big you teddy bear. Hard, I'm, a big, I'm a big teddy bear, dude. What what would... If I had a charity, what would the charity be? Like, Keds... Uh, I don't know. What is it? Keds Clothes for Cause or something like that? And just, like, buy kids, like, Wrangler jeans and... Well, it would have to be called Keds Keds. Oh, wow. I'm so dumb. I didn't even think of that. Keds, Keds. Uh, like, Palmville Population, but it's going to be Keds, Keds, sponsored, sponsored by, like, Grizzly and... Sponsored uh, by Keds the Shoes. And Keds. Wow, dude. You should just be my publicist, I think. You just had brilliant uh, ideas, Ryan. I'm proud of you. Can I throw this out there, too? Yeah, go for it. Seems like every week you're bringing up the Islanders, dude. A little, uh... I thought that was cool, dude. I think if I think if any team in the league did that, I, they would have been my hero. I was just very surprised that the Islanders would do something that stand up. Although, at the same time, you have a blind kid skating on that shitty ice. Probably not the most safest thing in the entire world. If we're really being that's a monster You know what I mean? Like they're gonna just catch a, a divot in the corner, and Cal Clutterbuck's not gonna be able to catch some blind kid, and then it's gonna be all over the news. So I mean, it could go either way. Uh, 
So that would be my hero. And my zero this week is definitely the timing of our Ashley Johnson interview. Again, thank you so much for coming on. We, we totally appreciate it. It was fun kind of learning about the league and seeing what's going on and stuff. But I think maybe the next day or the day after we interviewed her, we interviewed her on Wednesday. Uh, her league comes out. What did they do? They cut all their salaries in half yep. or something along those lines. So, I mean, that's a big blow to, to, uh, to the NWHL. That's definitely shitty. I saw Ashley and a bunch of other, like, premier girls, like Brianna Decker was tweeting what they want and stuff. And it's intense. I feel like it's definitely going to be quite quite the battle. So hopefully at some point we can get her back on later in the year when this is all settled, or maybe even if it isn't settled, uh, just to see what's going on with all that sort of stuff. So, th- yeah, the timing of that interview, that probably could have gone any worse than when we did it. So um, so, so that would be my Hero and Zero this week. Uh, Danny, what do no, you got? What? Oh, wait, Lee, what? Uh, if you're thinking about it from the Michael Scott School of Business, I mean... <sighs> No publicity is bad publicity. That's true. That is true. They're out in the news. They need to control the story and hold the press conference first. I think they kind of did that with their tweets. And you need to get in front of the story. So we might not know the whole story, but the players really controlled it. And because of that, I'm on their side. Fuck the owner. Dude, what was that episode about that he he had to, like, control the story? Was that about, like, the printers blowing up? No, when the warehouse. When the warehouse put the monkeys with the... Oh, yeah, with the dicks on it. He, like, held the press conference. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. All right, Danny, what do you got for us? Uh, pretty slow week for me here on Zero Eyes, but uh, I got to give a shout-out to uh, Stu Bickles just living the dream out here in San Diego. Just uh, scores the game winner the other night. No shit. Night, big, tilt. big tilt for San Jose's farm team. So, uh, you know, Stu's had, you know, he's had a rough career. Um Got a lot of hate from some people, but he's uh, I think he finally found his groove here in, uh, in the San Diego player for the goals. Scores a game winner, probably the best goal of his life. Um, so here of the week goes to Stu. Honestly, zero of the week, guys. I really, I really, I'm sorry. I apologize. I really don't have one. Um, Maybe the your zero of the week should be you for not having a zero. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had a pretty slow week myself, so I guess I could just give myself a zero of the week, uh, not coming home for Thanksgiving, which is a pretty low blow. I apologize, guys. I wish I could be there, but uh, I'll give myself the zero. I've been a pretty big douchebag this week, so uh, why not? It's all right, Dan. Listen, buddy, it's okay because our next segment is your segment, and maybe we can turn this around. So, So next up, Dan going and Craig Adams ass kicking of the week. Hi, I'm Craig Adams of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Fighting in hockey is an established tradition. All right, Danny, bring that fire. What do you got for us this year, week with uh, Craig Adams? All right, ladies and gentlemen, this week for the Craig Adams Ass Kick of the Week. This was a pretty good week overall in general for fights. Um, I did have one that I thought was pretty one-sided, and I, I thought it was well-deserving because he's almost uh, he's a veteran in this league as of right now, and he spent most of his career pretty much getting his uh, I guess ass kicked, you would say. Avery's had his way with him, a bunch of guys have had his way with him. So this week, shout out to Josh Georges for finally getting that big W over Robbie Fabry of the <laughs> St. Louis Blues. Georges has been waiting for this moment literally since uh, his whole life. Um 
you know, good for, I mean, obviously respect to Fabry for dropping the gloves. I don't think he's much of a fighter. He's more of a skilled guy. But uh, I think George just kind of knew that. I was just egging him on. And uh, if you watch the video, they, uh, you know, it kind of took him a while to drop him. They finally did. And George just, that was like, it's like when the light bulb goes off and you're just fucking so pumped that, you know, George just was so pumped. He was like, all right, here we go. Pumped him. Fed him. Uh, Fabry fell to the ice. George just had an immediate boner, and uh, good for him, man. That was his first win of his NHL career. Uh, so good for good for George's. See, that was the ass kick of the week. So we had the fight of the week. This was actually a really good fight. Uh, I like both these players. Um, uh, Ryan White versus Michael Haley was the fight of the week. See, Haley spent some time at the Civic Center with the with the fans. We also played for the Rangers, so I got to see him quite a few times. Tough fucking kid, uh, Whitey. Uh, obviously, he's a tough, 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 tough little guy. But uh, they had fought earlier in the year, and I believe it went Whitey's way after the first fight. So they decided to square off again tonight, and it was a really good fight. Um, I would give it Haley the win. Um, just because he landed that last punch, uh, Whitey was a little off balance. But uh, go out, go look up the fight at hockeyfights.com. It was a great fight. Um, so that was the fight of the week. I asked King of the week. Craig Adams asking the week obviously goes to George's getting his first win in the NHL. So good job, Georgie. You know that song? Like I've been waiting for that moment. Yes. Like that. He was totally thinking of that. He's like, fuck yeah, I finally did it. Uh, and speaking of hockey fights, really quick, uh, Jack Edwards, if you don't follow him, he's the guy for the Bruins, the announcer over there. Uh, him and hockey fights were tweeting at each other the other day. See that, Lee? No, I didn't. Yeah, uh, pretty much said that if you have a couple hours and you're not doing anything, you want hockeyfights.com if you want to see a couple uh, couple big, burly men like drop the mitts and just feed punches. It was, it was kind of weird, but hockey fights was all about it, so I think they're best friends now. That's good. Jack needs more friends. He does. I don't think he has a lot of them. Um, Kind of weird. Yeah, a little bit. And now we're going to get into our last segment, three stars. Everybody knows the rules. Uh, So, yeah, three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. So it is Thanksgiving week coming up. So this week's three stars, we're going to get a little festive with you. And uh, we're just going to kind of talk about what our top three favorite things about Thanksgiving are. I mean, we can also put in some negative things if you want to, too. But uh, who wants to kind of kick this off? You know I'm a big festive guy, but I'm, I'm interested to hear, like, what you guys are feeling for Thanksgiving. All right. Why don't you kick it off? You're, you might be the holiday guy here. Me? Yeah, you're big time in the holidays. I, so. I, I am the holiday guy. Not might be. I am the holiday okay, guy. Okay, so let's hear it. All right, guys. So my first one, it's a positive and a negative. Uh, I love Thanksgiving Eve, but I hate Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, Thanksgiving oh. Eve is is the one day that people come home and you can just get super fucked up and like all your friends finally came home from abandoning you and like moving far far away, and you finally come home. You you know you get you get together because the next day you're gonna be hungover, but you got good food coming your way. So Thanksgiving Eve is the plus, but on the negative side is you see all those douchebags from high school that you fucking hated your entire life. And they're all back, and they're all giving you hugs like kids you haven't seen in fucking eight years. They're like, oh my god, dude, how have you been? Like, we should hang out more. Like, I haven't fucking talked to you in like six years. Who, would you stop? Like, does it look like I want you to talk to me? So Thanksgiving yes, Eve, 
Let's let's pause this really quick, Dan. You can tell me how you feel about this because, Ked, you love to talk and mangle with fucking anybody. You leave a not anybody, not anybody. Twenty to thirty phone numbers. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, fuck. I'm I'm actually, actually, you know what I think? I girls to say what you're thankful for. I think this year I'm actually thankful for not being home because last thankful or last Thanksgiving. Sorry, I'm drunk. Um, you assholes were making fun of me all last Thanksgiving. So this Finally, I get a day to day to myself, little piece. Oh yeah, a, dude, his sick sweater wear vest. A nice little sweater. I can wear a sweater <laughs> and not uh, drink some wine by myself and not have to hear it from you. Dudes. Okay, so that's one thing I'm thankful for this year. Well, that's really funny because that brings me into my second star, and my second star was oh. what you wear on Thanksgiving. Segway, Ken. The Segway, Ken. <laughs> so again, Dan, Dan is quite the. Uh, He's a, he's a fashionable kind of kid. He models himself after Brandon Dubinsky, and last year we, all, we were all over at my buddy's house, and he shows up. Dan's also a big whiskey drinker, always has been, big beer guy too, and he kind of got a new girlfriend last year. So he shows up, and he's wearing the Brandon Dubinsky, like, turtleneck, but it's not a turtleneck, sweater-looking thing with buttons. And we're like, we're like, yeah, yeah, we're like, who the fuck is this kid? And he walks in with a bottle of red wine, and I don't think anybody's been more shook in their entire life than everybody at that place when Dan walked in. We're usually accustomed to, like, a mustache and, like, a pair of jeans and, like, I don't know, like, definitely not clean clothes. And this kid comes in acting like he's in the show, ready to go out for a big dinner at, like, a charity event. So my second is what Dan wears on Thanksgiving. Let's not, let's not talk charity events. Sorry. You know, you're aiming back on the horn. <laughs> and then uh, my last favorite thing about Thanksgiving is when Thanksgiving's over, guess what's next, guys? Christmas, Christmas, baby, and I can't fucking wait for Christmas. Once Thanksgiving over, it's, it's, I personally, I think it's the time that you can start kind of decorating a little bit. December first, I'm more of a December first kind of guy. But question, question, what's question. up? So we already have like half our decorations up already. Is that is that against the rules or how, what? Do I get punished for that? I don't think you get punished you for it. Like- I don't think you, you get punished. Yeah, there. but you're not like an over the top person. Like you can put them out to make yourself feel good. You're not like Instagramming every single fucking time you like put out like a Santa Claus okay. or like okay. a snow globe. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, I watched I watched Elf the past two nights. That's so. it's, that's fine. Yeah, but you're not like publicizing that. Well, you are okay. right now, but like not not purposely. You know what I mean? Personal pleasure. Right. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. So my third and final best thing about Thanksgiving is Christmas is next. So uh, I'm gonna turn it. Who wants to go next? I, I can try to take it. Go for it. Dan wrote these down on a piece of paper, by the way, with a Marriott pen. <laughs> so that's pretty professional. <laughs> it's a State Farm pen, dude. Fuck. Oh, Sorry. Oh. Shout out to your mom. I, but I, I actually, I'm not. I don't even know if I have the ones I'm about to say aren't even on the paper. I don't even remember what I was writing down, scribbling down. But um, my favorite part about Thanksgiving, typically, not this year because I will not be home. But is in just enjoying, you know, being with the family and watching my grandfather drink probably twelve glasses of red wine while watching Judge Judy on full volume. Uh, I'm gonna miss that the most. But that's my favorite part of Thanksgiving. Uh, let's see. So shout out to you, Poppy. I miss you. Uh, let's see. I've always been a big Macy's Day Parade guy. To be honest with you, I always oh. wake up early. Always got to toss mother, it on the TV. My mother and I, we always, uh, we 
I've always been big uh, Charlie Brown, Peanuts, whatever. I don't even know. Yep. Peanuts, best people. So you know that's always a big part of of the of the Thanksgiving there, Macy's Day Parade. Always watch the Thanksgiving Charlie Brown, whatever it's called. And and finally, uh, my favorite. Honestly, this might be my top. This is my second. Is the the Detroit Lions? Yeah. <laughs> they they play. They've literally played it's every like, year. They've missed two Thanksgiving since they've been in the league. And I, I, I am reading off my paper right now, so I'm not going to remember stats. But their record on Thanksgiving is 33, 36, and 2. And every game was a home game. That's pretty that, Like, Do they pay that, the league? That, that's, that's terrible. Do they pay the right? league? I think they have some sort of Thanksgiving. They have to. Thing. It's a tradition. It is a tradition, but at the same time, it's like, they have to play at home, and they have to lose every year, or like, I don't know. But that's a pretty uh, piss-poor Thanksgiving record. Um, they should probably find some more, like, Thanksgiving guys to put on their roster. But, uh, so, 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 total recap, your grandpa getting drunk to red wine, Macy's Day Parade, and the Detroit Lions. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Not, not shocking, I don't think. Uh, I like them, dude. Uh, Lee, what, what, what do you got for the big three? Yeah, um, I guess I'll touch on one that you kind of touched on. And my first one's the night of seeing people, uh, disappointing people in general. I mean, if if they've kept up with me the last few years, it's okay. If they haven't seen me since high school, you know, the pounds have packed on. I'm not really trying to talk to them, kind of trying to walk away. I'm pretty antisocial, so it's pretty easy for me to give off the vibe of don't fucking talk to me. But when I get put in the corner, like, the topics I hate that always get brought up, it's not brought up, it's literally just, like, bragging about themselves. Like, I can pretty much fill in how every conversation's gonna go. One, they probably either graduated from a cool school or law school with fucking magna, kula, fart, honors. Two, they moved to a big city. They're young. Big cities, yep. Big dreams. I'm in New York City. I'm in Boston. I'm living the life in a big city now, so I'm fucking awesome. Uh, and then three, they got a new promotion. In case you didn't check their fucking press release on Facebook, they got a promotion. So fucking, they're making more money than me. And like, wait, Lee, can I, can I, I'm sorry, I, I just, I, I can't let you keep going with this because I have one thing. Yeah, there's, there's like, I feel like you're fine, dude. Don't let those people get to you because I think there's like, there's literally like four people total. But they always somehow get in touch with you every time they get a promotion. That's all I got to say. Do you, do you know what, happen. though, dude? There really are only four people total, probably, that I graduated high school with that are actually living that life. But they but always probably, somehow get back to you. Always. Yeah, but there's also 20 to 30 of them that are pretending that they're living that life, telling that's, you that. Okay, yeah. see, that's where I got next. You're right. You're right. So... That, I mean, thank you for that, Dan. Like, but I mean, like, I don't feel like telling anybody about my life. Like, <clears throat> just fucking buzz off. So that's my first thing. You're not that fucking sweet. I honestly wish I, when people are like, how you doing? I just want to be like, you're not that cool, dude. Uh, second favorite thing about Thanksgiving. How, how are you doing? How's that fucking look how I'm doing? <laughs> I mean, I'm, personally, like, I'm falling apart. But at the same time, I'm not my bills. But you don't need to know that. You know, they don't need to know that. Um, That's the worst thing, though. You want to go out with your friends on Thanksgiving Eve, and you have to run into, you know, the 
the modified football team of uh, 08 or whatever it's called. I love get, running into the football team, dude. That's you do, because no, you're a suck-up. I, yeah, but yeah. dude, it's I do it because I think it's funny, too. Like, no, but you're the guy... You're the guy that reels us into the most awkward conversation. Oh yeah, dude, but you want to have you want to have it any other way though, I don't think. Like I feel like we make memories doing that. Uh, I could go without it memories. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm like, "Oh my god, dude, what's up?" and I'll like pop their tires and I'll turn around and walk away and be like, "That kid's a fucking loser." Like I don't, I, I I don't think like I'm like I'm not serious when I go and do this shit. That's, all right. Man. All right. Moving on. Well, we got a little heated there. Uh, second favorite thing. This is a much simpler stuffing. Oh I yeah, fucking love okay. stuffing. Put it in a turkey. Not, don't put it in a turkey. I mean, I just extra helpings of stuffing for this guy. I don't know why. Not the fucking box top stuff. It's gotta be homemade. Little gravy on it. Who cares? Throw some fucking peas and carrots or whatever you got going on on your plate. Stuffing goes with anything, and I can fucking live off that for years. Question about stuffing. Why isn't it, like, utilized more? Why is it, like, strictly a Thanksgiving-type food? I could I could eat that always. I don't know. I think, it, I think it pairs best with turkey compared to chicken or any other meat. I don't know. I just think it's fucking good. I think it's just, it's just one of those things. You can't, it's just, you can't eat it any other, yeah. I mean, obviously when you go to uh, Boston Market, you can eat it, but. Any other day of like the year, you can't eat the stuffing unless it's Thanksgiving. I don't know. I love stuffing and mashed potatoes, it's like dude. Thousand million calories, which we all love. Yeah. If you're eating stuffing every day, like or once a month, then it loses its luster. It, you know? it loses it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, I'll be cooking my own turkey this year, so I'll, I'll post. Ooh, vlog and see how that goes. Well, Lee, don't you have another star? What? Doesn't Lee yeah, have... I do. Yeah, what's your last star? Oh, sorry, Lee. Why are you rushing us? I kind of... I'm curious. So, Dan, what, how's you going to go about this turkey? You know, going, <laughs> oh, like, strictly from the start? Well, we just bought the turkey today. We got all oh, of our... We got all of our Thanksgiving ingredients today. I got to... I got to work Monday, <coughs> Tuesday, half to Wednesday, Thursday off. I volunteered to work Friday. So, we're going to do, obviously, the turkey Thursday. Got the turkey today from Vaughn's. Shout out, Vaughn. Thanks for getting uh, us into this, Ryan. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly, honestly, Lee, I'm gonna Google something, and then I'm just gonna print it out, and uh, we'll see how that goes. Dude, doesn't it take like a full day to cook a turkey? Yeah, I've never done it before. Everyone's like, "Dude, you're gonna, you're gonna suck at cooking the, doing the turkey. You suck." Like, yeah, you're probably right, dude. But you know, we might as well fucking try it. I don't know. You got it, bud. Yeah, give it a go, dude. All right, my last one. Thank you to Dan the Chef. Uh, I, I broke this out when we were in Lake Placid, but Thanksgiving, this is really my time of year for this. Uh, it's time of the year for me where I can start ordering ordering shots of Rumplemans mm-hmm. or uh, McGillicuddy's at the bar. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I'm just about that. I, I don't know if it's that classy. In my mind it is, but it fucking tastes like peppermints. It's so good. Right the fuck up. So doesn't really get you that oh. drunk, but at the same time, it kills you. You know what? Rumplemans does. McGillicuddy's doesn't. Rumplemans, you can if you have at it, you can get it done. But it's it's my favorite. It is my fucking favorite. So it's Rumplemans season. That's I I, I, I kind of fucked up, dude. I I would like to rescind one of my three stars, and I'm gonna add in the uh, the yearly Christmas card photo shoot that we do during Thanksgiving break. Yeah, that We're is fire this year. 
Yeah, we. Right, I, well, I, I, I have to talk to you guys and like figure out when we're gonna do this because I have to like schedule the. Uh... We're, we're on, it's not gonna be on time because. Well, well, all right. I you guys, I'm probably not even included in the picture because you don't live here. Yeah, so. I can't come home till the twenty fourth. So. I get it, dude. You fucking live in a big city. You got a promotion. You have a sick life. I don't. I don't have. <laughs> I'm depressed. I was kidding, dude. That's why you're on the podcast, dude. That's, that's why we're never trading you, dude. That's why I show up every Sunday, dude, just to hang out with some people. Yeah, other people. That's what Thanksgiving's all about. I think that just came full circle, guys. Yeah, I think it probably does. all the listeners does. out there, I feel like we should wrap this up because we're fucking going off the rails. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. You probably, you probably clicked <laughs> off about 25 minutes ago. <laughs> Sorry about he's going to cook a turkey. Well, ho- happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, ho- hopefully you guys did it. Next week we got another big interview coming in uh, with Shane Harper, a member of the Florida Panthers organization. Uh, he's going to be uh, nice enough to come oh. on and talk to us. He's also a Navy Molson champion, so – good guy and it would be nice to kind of talk to him about uh his experience in the nhl what it was like fighting adam mcquade and just like certain things like that so uh what's up lee you're supposed to kind of leave some to the imagination big guess but you got to build the build the suspense throughout the week yeah but i I yeah but i also have to get people to actually tune into this so that's always a tough one i think we got like 30 views on soundcloud last week yeah yeah but how many of those are are like (laughs) <laughs> definitely a couple i think I, I don't know we'll we'll talk more about this afterwards but thank you for listening in 28, and, 28 of them are ken and two of us are me and ryan yeah so th- thanks for listening and we'll talk to you guys next week gobble gobble well we